by the Toronto Vegetarian Association, aka the TVA. We come to you virtually from our homes and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM. My name is Marnie and I'm a vegan and volunteer with the TVA. Our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. I'm joined today by my co-host, Sweeta. Hi, Sweeta. Hello, Marnie. How are you doing? I am good and I'm excited to talk about families. Yes, families. We've got a special episode today. In honor of the Family Day weekend, we're talking about vegan families, what it's like to grow up vegan or vegetarian, some challenges and some solutions. Our guests are two moms, Finn Levan, the mother of two vegan girls who are eight and five, and Angela Shintani Sandrowitz, the mother of three kids, five, eight, and 11. Welcome. Thank you. So one of the things that inspired this episode was something that Finn posted on a Facebook group to which I am a member uh, several months ago, actually. It was um, on the East End Veggie Social Group. If you live in the East End and you're vegetarian or vegan, check it out. Um, I'm going to read that and then Finn, I'll have you tell me a little bit more about it. So this was the post. Uh, Finn wrote, hello, friends. Are there any families here? We have two daughters, age seven and four. We would love to meet other veg families. My four-year-old told me, quote, mom, muffins were given out at school yesterday. I knew they weren't vegan. I told them I was allergic to muffins. I didn't want to tell them I'm vegan because they'll laugh at me. And then you have a little broken heart there, Finn. Um, And then you go on to say, we do not have any vegan friends for our kids. Meeting other kids will normalize the vegan lifestyle for them as kids just want to fit in. Let me know if you have any vegan families. So Finn, tell me about, you know, what made you post that and a little bit more background about why you posted it and how you keep doing. Yes. So my four-year-old just started um, JK. And at that time, she was really excited to, to be part of it. And as a, so I did not grow up vegan. It was a choice that my husband and I, we made. And we realized that this is our choice that we have imposed on our children. As adults, we have thought out very well our arguments to be vegan, you know, for animal ethics, for the environment, for health, for all of it. And it was very a well thought out argument in our mind, you know, that we can defend with any family members, with our other friends. But then we, reach, we realized that we just imposed that worldview to our children. And here we are imposing this worldview to our children. And then we send, out, send them out to the world, you know, and just say, here you go. And you now go defend yourself to this world. And we just didn't realize how incredibly difficult it is for children to justify it, you know, to their friends and teachers and whoever they meet in the real world. So when my four-year-old came back and told me this story, I was heartbroken. Because for her, it was more acceptable to have a food allergy than to to have a choice of being vegan. And she knew it right at, you know, being four. 
that people will respect more if you have a medical condition than it is like an ethical choice. And um, so my heart was broken. And then I realized that um, I didn't surround them with vegan friends or properly. We do, we do not have, uh, we do not grow up in a vegan environment. Most of my, all of my friends are, you know, carnivores or flexitarian. The kids they hang out with are just, you know, none of them are vegans. Um, so I just realized that it might be a, um, you know, a problem that I really imposed on them without really asking them how they feel about it on, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. And one thing that um, surprised me a little bit when we first spoke, Finn, was your husband's the co-founder of Holy Veggie. Yes. Uh, you've seen, you guys have probably all seen it in the grocery store, a lot of cauliflower-based products, right? And, and veggie burgers, that sort of thing. And I think when I first read your post, I thought, oh, you must be a new vegan or um, maybe you live somewhere where there aren't a lot of vegans around. And then to find out that you're actually, you know, almost Toronto vegan royalty made it all the more surprising. Right, right. I, I think that we didn't set out to just have vegan friends. Uh, we just had a group of friends and we changed you know, uh, and we just hang out with other people. And for us, it was just like a very uh, normal thing to do. We didn't want to change our friends or I, I think also just the fact that we are parents and we are, we have full-time jobs. It wasn't easy to make new friends at, you know, a later age also. Um, so that's why like sometimes like Facebook is really the best way to find new people, new families or new friends. Uh, but in our daily life, it's really, you know, we interact with our uh, friends that we grow up with and then our coworkers. And then most of the, the other time, as all the parents know, it's really spending with your kids. Right. And one of the responses to your post was, hey, you should join uh, the Toronto Village Families face group. And it, it turns out that you already were. A member, yes. uh, but we have Angela here, who is one of the uh, admins on the Toronto Veg Families Group. So, Angela, why don't you come in here before you talk about that? Tell us about your three kids and their feelings about being vegan. Yes. Um, so, I have three children. My eldest is eleven. Uh, my middle child is eight, and the youngest is five. Uh, we have been living in Toronto for a while now, but it wasn't always that way. When um, my eldest was born, we were living in Portland, Oregon, and it was very much, uh, you know, it, it's like one of the vegan meccas is what they call it. And it really embraces everyone. Um, but if you are vegan, you can easily find food anywhere and that was 10 years ago 11 years ago 12 years ago and uh when i came back to toronto i was really happy to see that you know people have really also embraced uh veganism and now what we know as plant-based eating and living so it really wasn't that difficult of a transition so much um but one of the things that I did was I wanted to make sure that my child would have that community 
so they could be surrounded by other vegan children so they wouldn't feel like there was something wrong with them um because that's it's it is hard and i heard what Finn had to say and it is very much that way that when you are within regular society you are maybe like the one family out of the entire school that might be vegan we're pretty lucky at our school being an alternative school i think the thoughts are a little different so we are actually one of two or even three vegan families which is just fantastic and even two of the teachers are veg um one possibly might be vegan i'm not sure but even her halloween costume was it was like vegetarian i can't remember what it was but it was something really cute and she was excited to share it with me so that is a great environment and i feel that it is uh everyone is really good there but even even in that environment where people are aware of what being vegetarian is what being vegan is my eldest just a month ago told me that there was another student that approached them and said you know that animals they're meant to be eaten and they just didn't know what to say and they just they didn't want to deal with it they just immediately emotionally grew inside them where they felt upset and it is upsetting to hear something like that so they chose to just walk away from the person now I think it would be great if you know at this point because kids have those sort of ideas in their minds um they're 11 years old now so it's getting closer to youth age and I, I think there is actually a youth vegan group that I heard that they've been meeting online I don't know what they're called though and I would love to be able to connect them with that mm -hmm. because then yeah then they can talk to other peers their age and see yeah. what what did you say what was your answer what would you would have done straight up you grew up vegetarian. You're the only one of the four of us here who did. What was that like for you? I think it was a little bit different than what we're describing because the, the times were a little bit different. Like we're talking, you know, I went vegetarian, what, like 30 years ago? Oh no, it's a long time. I'm old. Uh, so like when I was like five or six, I became vegetarian and my mom was vegetarian and my grandmother was vegetarian, but I, uh, I lived with my mom. Um, my siblings weren't vegetarian, but I was vegetarian for it was a, not so much for ethical reasons. It was because my mom was vegetarian. And so, you know, I want to be like my mom, but also because uh, I think like my grandfather died around that time. And before that, it was like death wasn't really on my radar and didn't really understand it. But now all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is meaningful to me, right? And so, um, you know, I, I got rid of meat from my diet. And again, that was easy enough to do because my mom was vegetarian and we didn't eat meat uh, in the house, or at least she didn't cook it. We would order pizza and things like that that had meat. So um, in the house, it was easy enough. And then when I went to school and things like that, there were some vegetarian kids. I wasn't the only one. I grew up in, in Scarborough and in like a really multicultural area. And so again, it, was, it wasn't like a foreign thing. So I, my experience is very different. And I think also because my 
experience doesn't come from like an ethical standpoint, really. Like people just interpret it as cultural and didn't even ask me why I was vegetarian. It's just like, oh, she's vegetarian. Um, my experience, again, is going to be very different. I'm not going to get this kind of defensive the sorts of things, you know, like that Angela's talking about where, uh, you know, people are coming up to her kids and like, you know, harassing them. Uh, I, I'm not going to get that kind of thing because people don't feel defensive when they just think it's a, it's a cultural thing, right? Um, yeah. I do remember in daycare that they didn't understand, like no one seemed to understand. Whenever I went on field trips and I said that I was vegetarian, I did not eat meat. It always had to be no meat and no fish. And I still, I, to this day, I don't understand that. Like fish is, fish is not meat. And I remember in daycare, they would still give me fish sticks. And I didn't want to eat them. And I just like throw them under the table because they, they wouldn't stop giving them to me. And I didn't want to eat them. And I remember the first time after I became vegetarian, I went to this party and they, uh, it was at Pizza Hut. And they gave me a, a pepperoni pizza. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do now because I don't eat this anymore. Do I just take it out? And um, the person was like, no, no, we'll, we'll just get you a new one. Of course, we'll just get you a new one. You don't have to pick out the pepperoni from your pizza. But I don't know. I was a kid. I didn't know these things. Hmm. So, okay, Angela, tell us about the Toronto Veg Family's Facebook group. Uh, this was actually brought about because when I was still living in Portland, Oregon, and I knew that we were moving back to Toronto, I wanted to make sure that my child had a community that they could be a part of. And I started looking online. I asked uh, TVA if there was something that was already set up. And they said, um, not right now that there used to be, uh, but they didn't have anything going on right now. So I, I think it was just on the TVA Facebook page. I mentioned that I was interested in starting something or finding something if it already existed. And other parents uh, spoke up as well and said, yeah, no, I would, I would love to have a group. This would be great. And one of them, I can't remember her name, unfortunately, she went on to the Facebook group and just, you know, did all that stuff that you need to do to make it happen. And boom, there it was. She created it and then pretty much let me just take over and make the posts and make the events and invite people to come and join us. Um, how many families do you have on there now? Oh, my gosh. That is a good question. It's enough that we end up with fake people trying to join. <laughs> uh, I would have to look at it. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what the number is off the top of my head. Okay. So so one of its raison d'etre is just for people to meet and arrange play dates or uh, other get-togethers just on their own. Another thing you do, as you mentioned, is you organize events. So what are the, I think you've had like Christmas parties and Halloween trick-or-treating type things. Tell me about that. Yeah, we like to hold events where children and families can feel like what you're doing, how you are eating, what you are wearing, all those choices are normal because that's what your children end up thinking when they're growing up and they're just being surrounded by other vegans and other friends who are vegan. And then as soon as you go out into the world or even around other uh, family members, extended family members, you end up being in these situations where why is grandma eating fish? Why is 
my uncle making fun of the fact that we have a house chicken. (laughs) um, So when you are able to get together just with other vegans, it just feels relaxed. And you don't have to worry about what other people think. You can just enjoy yourself. That's great. So that's the main reason why we have these get-togethers. Finn, you've been to one or two of these, haven't you, with your kids? I've been to uh, several ones of them. I would say that for any family, um, this Facebook page has been a lifesaver. So if you are new in Toronto or just newly vegan with your family, it's a must. It is incredibly inclusive. Angela is a great organizer. And all the events are just like very much uh, centered in the kids and their families. And as Angela was mentioning, it feels so amazingly, it's like a weight off your shoulders when you meet other vegans and that you don't have to explain yourself, that you don't have to question what you're eating or Halloween we met up and I don't have to go through like all the candies for my kids to see if there's anything in the candy. Um, And the kids are just so relaxed around each other and they can connect through other things and just being vegan, but they just see other kids and it just normalized the whole situation. It is such a great um, Facebook page. I highly recommend it. I can see how Halloween would be sort of a special situation. Um, I didn't really think of that before. Of course, you know, if I give out candy, I I pick things that are vegan, but um, from a little kid's perspective, that's, you know, that's a huge deal. Halloween, all their friends are going, they're celebrating at school and, you know, to have to think about sorting through things is, um, you know, not something they should necessarily have to think about. So when you have these Halloween parties, it's just, they can eat anything and, you guys all, do y'all pitch in and bring things or is there uh, somebody, Angela, do you organize the whole thing? Oh uh, yeah, but I always like it when people also uh, donate and get themselves involved. So this Halloween, because of COVID, we did something new that I thought was really cool. I just saw it online somewhere and it's called Trunk or Treat. So the idea is you're able to hold the event outside because it has to do with your car and you just open up your car, your trunk, you decorate it with uh, as many Halloween things as you want and the children can go from car to car and do trick or treat. That's a great idea. I love it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Do you have any coming up? Many events coming up. I know COVID, it's, you know, uh, it's a big unknown at this point, but as we seem to be slowly opening up, anything planned? Yeah, I am feeling it. Things are opening up a bit more. I, a part of me, uh, honestly, I, I'm cautious. I think most parents are still cautious when it comes to their children. We allow them, those that are okay with it, allow them to go to school. So that's kind of, you know, a, a cohort or a bubble happening there. And then there's like your close friends and family, and that's another bubble. But beyond that, I don't know how many parents are uh, starting to include extracurriculars. Uh, uh, personally, I have started, but only this week. And so I haven't quite thought ahead yet to what the next thing might be. I, I know one of the things I really enjoyed Uh, And they do it at Frog Hollow Farm Sanctuary. It's a 
a vegan family runs that sanctuary. I think uh, they have maybe two kids. I can't remember, but it's a wonderful place. And at Easter time, they hid a whole bunch of eggs all over the sanctuary and the kids, they could just go out and they all like had a little basket or I don't know what they had. Um, I, we brought our own baskets and I think they handed out something as well. And the kids went around and they found the eggs and, uh, you know, for reasons of being able to reuse, then they returned the plastic eggs if they were willing to, because some kids just, it's exciting just even to have these plastic eggs that you can play with. Uh, and so that on top of just being able to do an Easter egg hunt where everything's vegan, you also got to spend time with the animals. So oh, that's, that's a major plus. That's great. And um, this is not the first time you have met Sweta, is it? You you guys are working on something together or you helped Sweta out. Uh, Sweta, why don't you tell us about that um, for something that should help the vegan kids? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so at the uh, at the TVA, we have various committees, and one of the newer ones is the Veg Climate Network, which I'm a part of. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to help the city out with uh, its goals, its C40 goals. So C40 is a, uh, a pact, I guess, that uh, a bunch of cities are a part of around the world. We're trying to reduce our emissions, and Toronto's one of the cities that's involved in C40. And one of the ways that Toronto has committed to reducing its emissions is through food, but they're not really doing anything about it. So we have this committee that's trying to help with that particular thing. And one of the ways that we're trying to do that is through um, meat reduction and things like Meatless Monday and uh, Greener by Default, which is like uh, making vegan the default option uh, when meals are presented. And so anyway, so I was speaking to Angela because I know that she has kids and none of us on the committee have kids and we're trying to get, um, you know, program like Meatless Mondays into school. So we were just kind of chatting about it. And, you know, would you, once we figure out our game plan and our strategies, you know, would you be willing to pitch that to your schools, uh, to, to the school rather that your children are in? And then Angela's like, you know, I'm just doing this and she's, oh my goodness, she's so boss. So she just goes into her PTA meeting and she's just like, who, who wants to do Meatless Mondays? And, and on the spot, now she has Meatless Mondays in her school. But I'll, I'll, Angela, I'll let you tell that story. Okay, yeah, thanks. Um, that's really sweet, <laughs> boss. Okay, all right. So at Alpha, that's the, the school that my kids attend. It's the oldest alternative public school in Toronto. And it was formed by a bunch of parents that just didn't like what was available in the public school system. And um, they got together. And so they actually hired all the teachers or they were a part of that process. And um, that teachers, the parents, the students, they're all seen as equal contributing members of a democratic uh, school. We have uh, parent meetings where what we end up talking about and making decisions about, we are able to influence the entire school. Um, whereas maybe at other schools, you might have to go through a principal or a vice principal. I'm, I'm not too sure exactly how that works. Um, so it's honestly, yeah, 
probably a lot easier for me than it would be for your average parent at a, a regular uh, public school. Finn has ever has. I'm curious whether it's ever come up um, at your school. Well, just at my school. So my uh, both my kids go to a Catholic um, school, a public school. And just the pizza day. So they will have like pizza day to um, fund different activities. And I remember just petitioning for a vegan pizza and it took me three years for it to be in. And the only reason why I was able to actually get it in is like, I decided to be part of like the parent teacher association. Like that was the only way to get in. But it was, it's just so hard to change when you're in a regular environment where there's like, just like these really strict views are just, people are just not willing to change really. And it was so simple to have just that one option. And they kept on telling me, well, you know, our internet page, like we can't add in another option. You know, we have cheese and pepperoni. I'm like, just, just add it in. Like I'll do, I'll do the coding. It's not that hard. And yeah, it was just so difficult. But once I was in, I was able to just call pizza, pizza, they deliver like vegan pizzas. And you want, lo and behold, it's not only vegan kids who will eat it. You know, there's a lot of kids with like different dietary restrictions also, you know, lactose intolerant would eat it. So it was just great to be able to include everyone, but it's just hard to change in the, you know, normal, regular world, really. Three years for pizza? Three years, yes. Three years. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what about those lactose intolerant kids? Like, what have they been doing this whole time? You know what? I think their parents just decided they're not, they will not participate those days. And I think like one thing with like being vegan, that's just very different also than dietary restriction is I think in the heart to heart, we're slightly more activist, whether we like it or not, you know, because it is a decision or because we have all these arguments, we'll fight for it. I've been just fighting. That's all like I've been doing. Everywhere that I go, uh, my eight-year-old, um, we will put her in an overnight camp you know, food is also an issue, right? So I've been just fighting, going back and forth with the camp, you know, going to do a whole other menu for her. Um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's what we do as parents, you know, we just kind of like, we fight all the time, you know, it's a part of like being activists, but also really being included, you know? Yeah. That's one of the things that we're trying to do with the Veg Climate Network as well, is just to try to make the meals a little bit more universal. Like that's the angle that we're trying to Think of right now because PCRM has this um, this idea or this program. I don't really know exactly what to call it, but this idea of like universal meals. So not only are they dairy free and meat free, but they're also nut free and just common allergen free, so that we don't have to worry about you know someone getting um, what is that called? Anaphylactic. Anaphylactic, yes. That kind of uh, not having those kinds of issues, not having issues of ethics or whatever the concern is. And so it, it benefits, it benefits everyone, right? Like you, you know, Finn, you're talking about these pizzas and you did it for your vegan kids, but now the lactose intolerant uh, kids are benefiting as well. I'm thinking while you're talking, Finn, about if, if three years ago, it wasn't that easy to get um, a pizza with vegan cheese at Pizza Pizza or Pizzaville. And just in the last couple of years, I, I don't think that there's um, a fast food pizza place that doesn't have vegan cheese, at least in Toronto. Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut still doesn't have vegan cheese. They have like Beyond Meat and they don't have vegan cheese. Oh, that doesn't make sense. 
Pizza Hut, come on, get on board. I think they do maybe in the States, but actually I might, I might just be making that up. Maybe they had it temporarily or not at all, but they definitely don't have it here. Right. And what was the outcome, Finn, with the camp? Were you able to work it out? Is that for this coming summer or was that last summer? Well, so this is for this coming summer. So uh, we're still working. Uh, we're taking different menus. They do have different kits with different dietary restrictions. So I'm just working with them to kind of what um, Sweda was uh, saying. Uh, we're just trying to make a, 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 you know, a universal diet, you know, a, a menu for the kids so that we don't have to pick and choose really. Um, so yeah, so we're just working on and we'll see, you know. It's a, it's That's great, and are you noticing a difference in your kids since you started um, going to, you know, uh, get togethers with other vegan families? Are they more confident? Yes, every time we get to go uh, for a little outings with Angela or we connected with other families through Angela, um, you definitely see your kids just being more relaxed you know, they can connect with other things. And then mealtime is always great because they can share everything. And it's so great to be able to give it to your children, you know, just like uh, being well surrounded, but it's not easy. You know, it's just not easy when you're busy and you do have things to go around to really reach out to, you know, be friend with a whole family and trying to connect with them. And then once the veganism is the base of your connection, then do you connect with them with other, you know, aspects also, right? There's a whole other aspect of being friends. So yeah, so no, it's great. And we're just really looking forward for like Angela to host any other events or just getting together with other, other families when everyone just feel more comfortable. Yeah, have you done much online, Angela? Have there been online get togethers? Um, I haven't really done any online get-togethers since last year, and in general, I found that last year everyone was just, you know, zoomed out. Yeah. So I held one, a, a few events online over the March break, and yeah, people are just like, no, that it, now's my chance to be off of Zoom and do other things. Yeah. Really not okay. Yeah, I, I actually do. I could do, and maybe I will. This is a good opportunity because I, I feel like people might be willing to get together over Zoom now. Uh, I have a playlist that I made, uh, and it's on YouTube, and it's saved for an entire, like, three-hour Toronto Veg Families dance party. So maybe I will reschedule that and I will see if kids want to come out on Zoom and dance. All right. Well, we will definitely have a link to the uh, Toronto Veg Families Facebook group up on our site. So that's if that's not motivation to check it out, then I don't know what is. Um, yeah. So any other thoughts, anything that's been percolating that you've been listening to other people talking and wanting to say before we sign off here? Finn, do you have any last Last thoughts? Not anything other than, you know, um, raising your children vegan is a gift to them, really, for uh, you're setting them up for this future world where sustainability will be, a, you know, an issue for them. So you're definitely doing the right thing and putting them on the right side of history. But then until then, you have to support this decision with them. 
And I would just say to all the parents to have this conversation with their kids, you know, they're coming back from home and just have a little conversation of how it goes and just, um, just being really open with them. And if they struggle with it and it's okay, it's, it's really okay. Um, it's, you know, if you can't be, you know, all the way vegan, try meatless Monday, like Sweta was saying, um, you know, little steps will be really helpful. I agree. Yeah. That's great. Anything from you, Angela? I don't know. Fine. Did such a great job there. I guess what I might want to add is when we were becoming, even before we were parents and we knew that we wanted to have a family, I asked, um, at a animal rights conference, uh, a mom and dad, what, how can we ensure that our kids that we have raised vegan end up staying vegan? And their answer was raise them not to be vegan, but raise them to be animal rights activists. So that's a path that I've taken. It's not a path that all um, parents would be comfortable with because there's all levels of um, how much you want to tell them. Uh, but I think that there are ways, like uh, Ruby Roth has some great books that make veganism and the reasons behind, the animal rights reasons behind them very accessible. Um, so for me, uh, what I do with not just veganism, but anything, um, be it sexuality, um, be it religion, racism, any of those things, I speak openly with my children from the time they're born. So it doesn't become an awkward conversation at any point when you think, uh-oh, now's the time I need to talk about it. So I just include this as a part of their life, as a part of their growing up, and it just, it normalizes it. That if I had had anything to say, I, I think it does work. Um, if you want to ensure that your vegan kids stay vegan, go the animal rights route. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. I don't have kids, so it's something that I didn't really think about until I saw Finn's post. So Finn, thank you for posting that. And thank you both for taking part. I have found this conversation fascinating and I'm glad that we can maybe shine some light on some organizations that can bring kids together. All right, until next time, you've been listening to Veg Out, brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. You can listen to past episodes on Spotify and Google Podcasts or on the TVA website, veg.ca slash vegout. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. Until next time, veg out. I never get to do that part. I get it in unison.